We've been talking about how Purim and what what this is for for a Christian. I mean, why you know if you're Jewish, you get it. Esther Mordecai, I got, you're related to these people. Well, if you're related to Jesus and he's got blood inside of you, technically speaking, you're related to him. Amen. And he's going to be your bridegroom. You're going to be the bride of Christ. And and every Jewish person who has come to faith in him, you know, these people, Moses and David, guess what? They're not relatives. These are your these are your family. And one thing to look at is let's just track this in in the New Testament. Things you wouldn't notice unless you really observe it. What happens during Purim in the New Testament? So it's right before Passover, exactly thirty days. Jesus announced that God was his father making himself equal with God. Mm-hmm. He announced that he was both the Son of God and the Son of Man and the Messiah, the Deliverer. He does that on Purim. He healed the lame man at the Pool of Beth- Bethesda on Purim. Revelation, then the angels showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every season. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. I don't know about you, but I love the fact that the tree of life this time is bearing crops each season. It's not a it's not a good day, bad day. This thing's going on and on forever, and it's yielding fruit every single month, and it's for the healing of the nations. And Amen. Meaning you're you're now in in heaven. There's a new heaven and a new earth, and so we've got a task to do with the leaves from the tree of life. There's more to our destiny than just we're done. We're done. Yeah. No. So both of these events are described, uh, describing our time in heaven and the new earth. Spiritually speaking, Passover, that's the first month, 30 days from today. We're in the last month of the year in the Jewish month of Adar. First month is our betrothal to Jesus. It's there that the veil of the tabernacle is destroyed forever. The count 50 days to Pentecost in the third month, which is the engagement ring, represents our actual wedding one day in heaven, but in on earth, it's our engagement. Nine more months brings you to Purim, which takes place on the last month, which should be all about our marriage to him and our life with him. Hmm. Because there's no victory without favor and the intimacy of marriage is what brings that, all right? But there is that long waiting period. <laughs> Purim literally represents one of the last stages of the journey. We're the virgin bride waiting for him to return for us. The end times involves lots of waiting. Purim takes place over the course of one year. There's lots of waiting. So we face the fear of death and destruction. I believe Purim is an almost perfect picture of what's coming next for years beyond. The mouth is how we say our vows. We make and accept the proposal. We declare and accept blessings. One type of death is death to the former single unmarried self, right? She's not literally dead. I mean, you're still alive. But that person's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Esther is a picture of all of this. She needed to see the king and be close enough to share her heart with him so she could tell him of the grave danger she faced along with all those people. But she had to be summoned. Waiting to be summoned is not a random part of Purim. As the bride of Jesus, we're all waiting to be summoned to heaven for a wedding. We can't hurry that, right? Yes, Lord. So the plan was to fast for three days with all the Jews in the kingdom. And their fast was this, rend your clothes, don't take a bath, don't eat. And three days later, you're going to look like you've been fasting kind of fast. You don't look good. Right. Ain't nobody looking good like that. (laughs) And the plan for Esther, I mean, the plan God gives her is like, "Eh, I don't know. So Esther, Esther, you're going to fast for three days. You ain't going to take a bath for three days. You're going to smell. And I want you to go before the king. And then you got to go before the king. Stand yeah. before the throne room where the king can see her, desire her, and summon her. 
It's complete dependence on God because she did not look her best after that fast. And he notices her beauty. Apart from her beautiful robe, she looked terrible. Only God giving the king love for her would cause her him to summon her. Yeah. It's like, a, girl, take a bath and come back. <laughs> but no, we need a word from the king, but we need to realize that it's life or death for us to receive the word yeah. and to seek him without all that we have. We may not be facing extinction yet, but we are dealing with COVID, with death, with loss, corruption in our political system, and with the elections, this crazy war, and so much more. And how is all this going to pan out? God's planning on turning the tide, just not in the way we think. Hmm. There's a beautiful picture of a faith like Esther's in Mark 14, speaking of Jesus, when he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper. A woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Now, this tender story of how Jesus, in Hebrew, Yeshua, meaning salvation, was anointed before his crucifixion. Why did the alabaster box need to be broken? America could have simply opened it and poured out the nard. Some say the expensive, well, let's just say extremely expensive, mm-hmm. and precious perfume, which might have been Mary's dowry, so she refused, get the story here, she refused to use the box for any other purpose mm. after anointing him. If so, that meant Mary understood that she was representing all of us as his bride. And her tender gift was an expression of a bridal vow to Jesus alone, which you got to think, you know, Jesus is here sitting with all these people. Mm-hmm. And they're judging him. They're judging her. They're just, they're every bad thing. <laughs> How could you? And here she's acting like she's his bride. And it's like, you know, they just met. Uh God's asking for total devotion and commitment, a soul that will give the best of everything she has. God's never going to be ashamed of you. Amen. You get that? Nah. Say that to yourself. God's never going to be ashamed of me. Mm. It's a picture of brokenness, which is followed by anointing with this beautiful fragrance. Every devoted follower who's ever offered themselves to Jesus experiences circumcision that breaks them just like this. The result is that the fragrance of perfume fills the room following the breaking, meaning people broken before the Lord smell different. Their humility and love set an environment that is unmistakable. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. 2 Corinthians 2. We become an inspiration to others as they walk through the situations that break them. When we offer ourselves and our most precious things on the altar of sacrifice, it's then that we are like the five wise virgins with sufficient oil for the wedding. We bring him pleasure that will fill the room. Hmm. And, uh, Wow, it is a uh, it's a beautiful story. You know the oil, the the bridegrooms, uh, getting uh, ready, counting the cost, the buying from Jesus, the all these things. It's a it's a beautiful story, and uh, I hope that you uh, will uh, just rest in that story and uh, and celebrate today, tomorrow, Friday, if you want to as well. The the beautiful story of Purim and. And we're asking because of, of the need that we have that uh, you would consider giving a perm gift. to. Uh, we have just a great need financially because of things being down low right now. And not just low, like being zero. <laughs> it's like being, how, can you get lower than low? Is, is low not a good description? <laughs> Boosh. Right there, that's the word. Yeah, Boosh. the sound effect helps understand. Okay, yeah. that's, that's my sound. That's, my, that's how low it is.